Hi, friend, and welcome. I'm Marilyn Neese. Thank you for joining my podcast, Express Light. I believe we each have a unique gift and ability. Being created by nature, I had the desire to start my own business, and I know firsthand how important it is to blend creativity and business together. It has not always been easy for me, but I have successfully built my boutique serving people from all over the world. Because of my experience, I am passionate about helping others like myself who are looking to express light in their own lives through their gift, skill, or talent, and make a living doing it. If that's you, tune in each week as I provide tips, interview those who are successful in their craft, as well as share enlightening stories of how to build a business as a creative entrepreneur. Welcome to Express Light. Hello and welcome back. Thanks for joining me on Express Light. Today I am with Badia Juba of Retail Visual Identity. And I know some of you have um, a boutique and you follow me. So if that is you, you're definitely going to want to tune into this episode. She is the master when it comes to helping you find your brand, find the perfect look for your shop. And I'm so excited to share her background story as well as some of her tips and just all over women empowerment because she is just bubbly and full of life. So Padilla, thank you so much for joining me. I'm going to give you the floor and kind of let you share who you are and your background, how you got started in what you're doing and go from there. So awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I super appreciate it. Um, and you nailed it. Yeah, I work with brick and mortar apparel boutiques, um, specifically boutique owners, but I can help their entire boutique up. And I do visual merchandising. So really helping you nail your visual merchandising. So you're not guessing anymore on what's going to work, what your customer's going to shop, what they're going to like. So things like that to really help you get your boutique up and running um, and really just make the most out of the traffic that you have. So the goal is to help you convert more of your browsers into buyers. So that's what I do. Um, specifically, like you said, you can find me, uh, my company name is Retail Visual Identity. Um, yeah, and I help boutique owners and their entire teams. I love that. So what is your background? Like, how did you even, did you grow up loving boutiques or, you know, fashion, that kind of thing? What took you into this? Yeah, I did. Uh, <laughs> I have felt, I feel like my entire life, basically, since I've been old enough to work. And so um, I did. I always loved retail. I love different parts of retail. And I will tell you, I think what was always funny um, is that I didn't realize that visual merchandising was actually difficult, difficult for people. So um, starting in different uh, corporate companies and I've worked in cosmetics and fragrance and home furnishings and apparel. So like I've kind of gotten a feel for everything and how people shop. And um, what's really interesting is that I probably didn't know that it was something I was actually really great at until, uh, I don't know maybe I was in my early twenties and someone told me like, Oh, this comes really naturally to you. And I was like, I don't know. I'm just kind of like following direction. I'm not doing anything crazy as far as I was concerned. And I realized that even with direction or guidelines, like people see things differently. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you may hand the same photo to someone and they see different things in that photo. It's the same thing. Like if you walk into a store, everyone's going to notice something different it didn't really occur to me that everyone looked at it from their own lens. Mm -hmm. I just kind of thought like, it's black and white. We're all looking at the same thing. You know, we're all seeing the same thing. And so I think that's what really got me started um, just all together in visual merchandising. And I started working with teams where I started training them individually. So like their full staff. 
and really showing them what to be looking for as they're executing, um, even like paying attention to what customers are looking at to help them make their visual decisions. Like to me, that did all come naturally. And I didn't realize it was a gift until people pointed out to me that that was something they worked really hard to like hone in on to be able to identify those things. So that's how I started in retail in general. Um, my background is in fashion design, which is really funny that you say this. I have been in fashion. Yeah. So I do have a bachelor's in fine arts and my concentration is in fashion design. So all things with like colors and fabrics and presentations, like all those things I've always loved. Um, and then like specifically, like basically like track through my life here, like started in retail and visual merchandising. I went to school for design, continued in visual merchandising, leading at multiple stores, and then started my own business during COVID. So that's when I started. And that's actually when we met. But that's uh-huh. when I started retail visual identity. And it was really, I was off work during that time when like all stores had shut down, obviously. And I was like sitting at home, probably like a lot of people, almost like feeling helpless. Like you want to help everybody. You can uh-huh. see that stores were struggling. And you know, for me, it wasn't, I'd hate to say it wasn't like corporate stores that I was worried about, obviously, you know, you know, I care about their employees and they do employ lots of people, but it was like the boutique owners who that was their sole income and they, you know, provided for their whole family. Right. And even a lot of local stores, it was like, gosh, like, what can I do to help them? And for some of them, they were closed. And then when they were starting to reopen, I just like had this urge to want to, like, I wanted to go into every boutique, honestly. I was like, oh, can I just come to your store for a week? like help you get everything set up and we had you know we had to make so many changes like a lot of stores who had a lot of inventory had to cut back to be able to like create that walking space for their customer to be like compliant with all the covid rules and guidelines and then teams who you know like obviously there were teams stores that had their stores looted who like needed to go in and almost like rebuild their stores Mm -hmm. and get new products so just Everything from that, I really felt for all those teams. And I just thought, how can I help them? And if you think from like a customer standpoint, customers were just now allowed to like go back into stores, you know, it's like we didn't have shoppers. So I thought, oh my gosh, how amazing would it be if like customers can come in and be like, so enthused and excited about your product and just everything like that excitement it creates, not just like the one-on-one communication with like the staff that's working there. But just the overall environment and that visual presence, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is what I want to be doing. I want to help boutiques achieve this so they could be excited about getting back into their stores and like creating that for their customer too. I love it. You have such a heart and it just it comes out in the way you talk. And you are so right on when it comes to just all that we went through. Like it's definitely been a shift in the market for everyone. And, you know, so in regards to that, what would be like maybe three tips that you would give to a boutique owner, like when it comes to what they present and display? Yeah, I think one of the biggest things is really thinking about how you make your customer feel no matter what. I mean, everyone knows the saying, like people don't remember your product, you know, they don't remember those things, but they'll always remember how you made them feel. Mm -hmm. And so that does come across from like your one-on-one interactions with the owner and your team members that you have, like the staff there. But also people just get a sense, like a different feeling when they walk into your boutique, you know? So I'd say pay attention to that. That would really be my biggest one. And there's different ways to achieve that. Um, You know, and just like through storytelling and things like that, I think it's just 
paying attention to how your customer reacts and thinking like really truly thinking through how you want them to feel when they come and shop in your store and not just the energy that you project that creates that, but your product projects that your displays, you know, like the scent, you know, the scent of your store, the lighting, all those things kind of uh, play a part in that. And just like your windows. So I could probably point out a lot of different visual things that come along with that from like the point of entry when your customer is walking by your store or driving by, you know, up until when they're in your fitting room. So just like that, truly that overall experience from beginning to end. Like to me, if you're a boutique owner, that's, that's almost like your mission is like, you're there to serve that customer, you know? And so truly thinking about how your visuals play a part of that. So true. I, one thing that I recognize too, is it really just comes down to being yourself and making the customer comfortable. And then also, you know, it's very artistic, kind of like you described. I feel like personally, anyways, how I see it, but everybody has their own style. Everybody has their own perspective and don't be afraid to just be yourself in it. You know, um, I think there are things like you say, there's certain things you want to definitely pay attention to, but really just being comfortable with who you are and displaying your color and your life into your products and into your setup and your display. So. I mean, honestly, I, I think teams, I think that's something teams should focus on. I think there's so many things you can do to like create that for your customer, but truly it's your personal interactions. You know, I mean, like it's retail and we're coming out of like a really busy time also. And so it's easy to like get overwhelmed. But I think just taking the time to remember why you do what you do and what you really want all your customers to feel. And even like through word of mouth, like them sharing their experience, you know, like that's going to help you with your business and drive traffic also. And really, it's just like, I mean, who doesn't love like a great review, you know, just like hearing really great feedback from a customer and how they loved their experience, like no matter what it was throughout your boutique. I'd say like, that's just like the biggest focus. And there's a lot of different ways to achieve that. So I think it's just like honing in on, like you said, what is your style that you want to project to your customer and even like your values and like the way you speak to them and the way your team speaks to them, interacts with them. Like, I feel like that's the most important and there's lots of different ways you can do that. You are so talented and I love it. So do you have like, has there been an experience that you went into and you just said, okay, I'm going to take this one and completely change it. And maybe a story to share on that. Cause I can imagine just, just to get yeah. a visual of how you change something, you know, to kind of give people an idea of what you do. Yeah, I think that there has been, and actually for a company that I previously have worked for, I did that from store to store where, um, when I realized that everyone kind of saw everything different and going from team to team, they had, you know, multiple locations that I would go and work with. It was really like identifying what people were seeing and then what they were missing from that piece. And, you know, for me, it's like, not just the visual aspect, I'm very customer experience oriented too. So, I mean, you have to be in retail, even if you love like one aspect of it. So I think it was really working with teams one to identify what everyone's really good at. Mm-hmm. Um, I know lots of boutique owners, you may be starting and it may be by yourself. You may have one other person on your team. Um, but like, there's a lot of people out there who have full teams and have multiple locations as well. Mm-hmm. And I think you can identify what every person on your team is really good at, including yourself, but also what are you really passionate about so mm-hmm. that you're spending your time and the things you actually love doing. And so 
it's funny because people do ask me about, you know, specifically in visual merchandising and how I've been able to be successful in that is by doing that. Like that one thing specifically has helped me. And by doing that though, people just have a lot more energy when they get to work in like that specific, whatever it is in the boutique that they love doing, whether it's helping people in the fitting room, whether it's doing visual displays, whether it's doing shipment and unpacking, you know, instead of like every single thing, you know, like there's all those different aspects. I think when you can hone in on what that person loves, they enjoy it. They project that onto your customer. They do a better job at it. So it's not just like learning the skills. It's like being able to identify, you know, like even for you specifically, if there's something you love in your boutique, if that's what you spend most of your time doing, you're going to love it even more. And you're going to love coming to work every day. It's going to project onto your customer, you know, and you're going to do a better job. Mm -hmm. And then if somebody else doing your visuals and that's what they love to do, it's like pushing them to be more creative, um, Mm -hmm. to make those decisions and make them faster. Like there's obviously... Uh, tactical things that they have to learn to do but it's like that consistency and that drive that's going to get you there because like learning the tactical things if you don't actually love doing it it's like this process and I think that's the biggest thing I noticed with teams is when they have someone who is almost like stuck in the operations and they forget about the bigger picture exactly what I was going to say is you really kind of free yourself up to do what you love, you know, and when you really love what you're doing, there is just so much more joy in it. And customers recognize that they recognize that, you know, this is a happy place and an inviting place. And, you know, they want to go try something on and, you know, they want to check out and they want to come back. And it is so true. Like one, be yourself to love what you're doing and definitely hire people who are strong in the areas that you feel weak. So. Oh my God. Yes. I will add to that. The only other thing too, is like from a more tactical perspective, like I think that's more, this is like a great general idea of what you want to be doing. But I think it's important to see if you're stuck in the operational of like, I just need to get it out. Like in the, I need to do, do, do versus like, is this actually doing something for me? I think we get stuck in, I've got, you know, the shipment came in, it's processed. I have to put it out. And I do see what a lot of teams tend to do without thinking about it is when new product comes in, they just kind of like plop it somewhere and they don't really the best place to put it. Right. And then more comes in and it gets plopped somewhere. And that may feel good because you have it out and having it out is better than having it in back, (laughs) you know, but from a customer standpoint, it may not make sense. And you may be thinking, gosh, this is such a great item. Why aren't people looking at it? And it's because we haven't thought through how it's being seen from the customer's perspective to us. We're like, we've got it. It's out. Like you've picked it out. You, you know, you know, it's great. Like you obviously know it's great. That's why you've purchased it and it's out for the customer to see, but we don't really think through um, how shoppable is it? Does it make sense in a collection? Am I showing it outfitted so that I can make the most of my sale? Did I, am I displaying the right items that I know my customer is going to come in for this time of year? So I think it's really thinking through the customer filter and not just the operational of I've got it and I've put it out. You know, one other thing I notice also is on a busy day, I can sense when the customer comes in and feels confused, there is a like product gets picked up quickly. And if I'm not constantly rearranging to have things make sense to the customer, you can see it when people come in, they almost seem a little bit overwhelmed or confused. So I'm constantly shifting product to keep the presentation looking color schematic well, and just like you said, making sense on the products that are available to them. So. 
Yeah, I love that you pointed that out. I do notice that often also. And mm -hmm. I think we forget about it sometimes because again, we're stuck on the operational side. Like your customer can be very overwhelmed about things you may not even think about. Right. Really think about how people shop and even what's like soothing to the eye. If you have lots of different colors mixed together or, you know, playing off of each other from like a wall to a table, to a fixture, to a mannequin, mm -hmm. it almost like blurs your eyes to where it's too much and your eyes don't look at it anymore. So you almost right. turn away and look for something else that looks more appealing to gravitate towards. Exactly. And I think we forget about things like that. You know, like those are small things that very easily, like you said, when you're busy and you're selling through product and things end up light and you're just kind of like popping in new items, it can be overwhelming if you're not thinking through what those items are and you may need to rotate something else. Mm -hmm. So that you don't lose out. It's not because the product isn't great. It's that it's just not visually appealing or easy on the eyes. And your customer has to actually turn away and look somewhere else to look for that. So it's right. a small. It's about making them comfortable too. Cause I sense that like they come in and they almost feel like they're not quite so comfortable, but then the second I rearrange it, it's like you sense the like, Oh, I got to explore this place. It's exciting and, you know, inviting. So I try to stay in tune with that too throughout the day, because it does, you know, on a busy day, things get picked up quickly. So it's a constant rearranging, but yeah, that's so important. I love that. Yeah. And video, you are so full of bubbly enthusiastic life. And I just absolutely love it. So I'm going to ask a more personal question before we close, just what are some things that you do on a maybe routine basis or whatever to keep you focused in loving your job and loving what you do? Because I know it takes passion, no matter what we do, we have to mm -hmm. love what we do. And sometimes that just, you know, daily inspiration or whatever you do, but I like to ask people that question. Yeah. Um, I love that. And it's like all of those things. It is daily inspiration. And it definitely takes like time to get here. And, and everybody who does know me knows I'm like a very optimistic person. So even when something goes wrong, I probably don't notice it, you know? <laughs> oh, I didn't even notice something bad happened. You know, I'm like so focused on something else. And I will say, I think what has gotten me here at, is truly like being really aligned with what I know I want, what I know I want to achieve. Um, whether that be me personally or the experience I want others to have. And I think when you're really aligned and not just your vision specifically, but really it's like your, your belief system, you know, like the things you really believe in. And when you do those things every day, I feel like it's really easy to be like this, you know? <laughs> and so I feel like the things I focus my time on are truly the things I love doing. And mm -hmm. um, that's why I'm in visual merchandising. It really is something I love doing. And being able to work with people and develop other people. I love seeing people um, learn something new or be like, even just be pushed to the next level mm -hmm. to execute something that maybe they weren't comfortable doing because of uncertainty and seeing how excited they get after that. Like, I just love everything about that and being able to inspire others to do that. Mm -hmm. And I think we just forget that some people just need that extra push, you know, so for me, it is, I'm just, I think I'm very aligned in the things I love. I do them every day. Mm -hmm. um, I do other things like I do read self, uh, self-help books, things like that, just to kind of like stay motivated as well. Um, I love doing yoga. It just like brings me to peace, you know, like those little things that, that I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's like, I love to sit in silence, which I think is insane for some people. I'm very introverted. So I love just sitting and <laughs> 
my quiet time for like an hour while I drink my coffee and or read a book or listen to a podcast. Mm -hmm. So I think it's just, you know, making sure that I take that time to reflect also for myself to make sure that I'm aligned for the rest of my day. And that just helps me stay focused. Like that's really it. Yes, it's so true. I know that um, for me, like if I don't take that time, if I don't chill and sit back, it it affects your day. It's like when you take the time to just kind of be comfortable with yourself and have your thought process, get your plan together, you feel so much more energized and ready for the day. And it's so true. I just love it. Love your tips. You have been so delightful to have on the show today. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm sure we'll be back together again because I know you're full of knowledge and I really (laughs) appreciate you. If you have a boutique and you're not following Badia, you are missing out. She's on Instagram retail visual identity follow her get to know her and you will love the inspiration that she offers so Padilla, again thank you and I look forward to the next time that we chat oh thank you so much I really appreciate it and you are amazing so I just appreciate it you truly are like this bright light um ever since I met you you've just always been that way and I feel like you projected onto everybody so I just wanted to share that before you close I feel like it's just like projected and I always feel it when I talk to you too so thank Thank, you thank you you're so sweet thank you